The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Kevin just returned from a six-night cruise on Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas. It went out of Fort Lauderdale over to the Western Caribbean. And not only did he sail on Allure, but he also sailed in a Crown Loft Suite. Kevin joins us on the phone for the first time in almost two years. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Doug. How are you doing? Good, man. It's funny because I'm looking through our call history here, and it's been about two years since we last chatted. But in a way, it was a long two years. But in another way, it seems like we just chatted yesterday. No, it's crazy. Lots lots happened, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I wanted to hear all about this uh, Crown Loft experience on Allure. But before we do that, you are over in the Washington area. So in the northwest part of the United States, you had to get down to Fort Lauderdale for your cruise. Give us some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to take this sixth night clear across the country when there are other options in your neck of the woods? Well, we definitely wanted to get somewhere warm, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, this sailing was in November over the Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, it's starting to get a little chilly up in this neck of the woods. And uh, we want to get to the, to the warm sunshine of the Caribbean. So you fly out of Spokane, you make your way to Lauderdale or the Miami area. Did you do any pre-cruise time in South Florida? Not as much as we usually do, but we did get in the day before. Um, stayed in uh, just uh, you know, one of the beachfront hotels there in Fort Lauderdale. Um, okay. Just that way we were ready to go to board on the ship the next day. You make your way over to Terminal 18, which was built specifically for these Oasis-class ships, and you go to uh, to board Allure of the Seas. How was the embarkation process? Was it any different because you were in a Crown Loft suite? Um, They they do separate out, you know, I guess, uh, normal normal check-in from suite check-in. In theory, it's supposed to be a little bit more expedited, uh, which, you know, looking at the lines, it did seem like it it, was shorter, um, but did take us probably... I'd say, you know, 30 to 40 minutes from curb to ship. Um, a lot of that was just getting that all the documentation verified. Um, you know, obviously right now there's all the, uh, you know, you have to see your negative test and, and uh, your vaccine cards and so forth. And um, that was taking a little bit longer than it seemed, seemed in the past. And now that Allure is ramping up uh, capacity, it's, like I said, it seems a little bit longer than, than when I sailed uh, another rural ship back in July. So you make your way on board Allure. What was your first impressions of the ship? It's a really awesome ship. Um, we've never sailed an Oasis class ship before, uh, so it's definitely um, you know pretty cool. Pretty cool to see it. They, they you entered the ship right on the Royal Promenade on deck five, and so it's pretty spectacular. And they had a lot of different activities going on there, big, big blown up Turkey. Cause it was Thanksgiving and, mm-hmm. and so forth. And, uh, it was pretty cool to start walking around the ship and exploring and seeing all the different neighborhoods that they have on there. Nice. Now I want to hear all about this crown loft suite. So what separates the crown loft suite from, let's just say a regular balcony room. So it's definitely much bigger. Uh, it's, it's, they are only, I believe they are only located up on deck 17. So there's really not that many, um, uh, rooms up on deck 17, mostly just the crown loft suites and a couple other, other, uh, higher 
suites that, that Ro offers. It is a two-deck suite, so um, you access it on deck 17, but it spans up all the way up to deck 18, which I don't think even truly exists per se, because um, there was no way to get to deck 18. Um, but um, on the first level, basically just has, you know, like your your living area, a fold-out couch. Uh, so if you have, you know, quite a few people staying, if you are not, uh, a bathroom down there, TV, so forth, and then has stairs within the suite that takes you up to the upper upper level, which has an actual bed, a king-size bed, another uh, bathroom with a double double shower, which I've never seen on a, a cruise ship before, um, you know, and so forth. And a TV that actually comes down from the ceiling. It's pretty cool to see that happen. This isn't the room with the the slide inside of it, is it? Uh, it's right. It was actually right next door to one. Okay. Um, I think that's the rural, what they call the rural uh, loft suite. Gotcha. Um, yeah, we, we saw that from look, looking around and being able to peer in every once in a while when they were cleaning the room that uh, I think that one had actually had the slide. Now, you were traveling with your, your wife and your one-and-a-half-year-old son. Did the extra square footage make a big difference? It definitely helped. Um, we were able to actually keep, um, keep our son down on the main level. Um, they, the rural provides a, um, they call it a crib, but essentially just a pack and play, mm-hmm. um, that they, that they provide. And, and, uh, we, we kept him down there. Um, you know, so when he, when he needed to go to bed or take a nap, uh, my wife and I could, could go to the upstairs, um, and, you know, watch TV and so forth. Um, but we could still peer down, um, and, and watch him and so forth. So it's pretty, pretty easy and could easily hear him if he started, uh, yeah, crying or whatever. Do those suites come with a butler, or I guess Royal calls them a genie? They do not. No. Um, that's that's the next level up. So this the the, the crown loft is part of the sky class, mm-hmm. which is the middle the middle tier of the suite levels. I think it's C, sky, and star. Star gotcha. class is the one that has the the royal genie. Gotcha. All right, well, let's talk about dining on board Allure of the Seas. You have lots of restaurants to choose from. I believe uh, nearly twenty there. So let's t- uh, we'll start with the. Windjammer, which is the buffet on Royal Caribbean. How was that? Was the whole thing open? Uh, protocols in play? Talk to us about it. Yeah, so the whole thing was open. Um, definitely was pretty pretty crowded at times. Um, they would ser- they would uh, serve you. Uh, so there was a uh, you know someone that handed handed you a plate, and then you kind of walked around, and then uh, you know the different Royal employees would would put things on your plate. They had a few things that you could just pick up and grab. Um, you know, like jugs of milk or, you know, single serve um, pastries and so forth that were already on a, a smaller plate or, or uh, some sort of uh, item. But um, it, it was, for the most part, pretty wide open. And um, you could, though, easily find a, find a seat if you needed to. Mm-hmm. We'll go down to the main dining room. How was that? The main dining room was great. Um, That's primarily where we had most of our dinners, uh, mostly because it, you know, it's fairly relaxed and so forth. And the, the wait staff got to know, you know, our needs and everything, but it was, it was really good. The food was, food was excellent. Uh, always, uh, it, it, we tend to be main dining room people, uh, for the most part and, uh, had a, had a great time and, you know, can't really complain about the, about the service or anything. What was your favorite meal in the main dining room? Uh, you know, one of the, usually on the, one of the first nights they, uh, pri- uh they serve prime rib. And so I love prime rib. And so that, that was, that's usually one of my uh, favorite meals. Plus, uh, on Thanksgiving day, they had a turkey, a uh, full turkey meal. And it was, it was actually really, really good. We've, we've sailed now both on Royal and Carnival on Thanksgiving day and, and, uh, 
I'd say Royal probably has a leg up on Carnival, at least, on, at least from the one experience. Okay. All right. Fair enough. You said you mostly ate in the main dining room. Did you do any specialties at all? Not truly, but um, so one of the benefits that uh, the that the uh, suites have in varying levels is that you can have access to the uh, what they call coastal kitchen. Um, so it's a, it is no no additional monies that you have to pay, um, but it's exclusively for uh, the sweet the sweet guests. And so we did try out the coastal kitchen uh, for for breakfast one day, uh, and it was it was good. I, you know. I'd, Nothing to really write home about, in my opinion, but it, they did have a nice view, I guess you could say, because it's also there on deck 17. And so it was a nice view of like the, the pull deck and, and uh, on the, on the outer, outer skirts of the ship, too. Well, what kind of grub are you eating up there in the coastal kitchen? I mean, are you doing steak and eggs and all that? They did have steak and eggs if you wanted it. Okay. Um, you know, they had everything from eggs benedict to any type of scrambled eggs, steak and eggs, things like that. So it's it pretty nice. Uh, do you do any uh, munching around the promenade, like at the uh, what is it, the promenade cafe there, or the Sorrento's Pizza Place? We definitely picked up a few slices of pizza at Sorrento's uh, on several different occasions, and it was really, really good this time. Um, I've had you know varying varying degrees of of uh, happiness with it on on <laughs> other ships, but on this ship in particular, um, when we went there a couple times, it was it was excellent. Uh, we also did um, Park Cafe, uh, which is there in the Central Park neighborhood mm-hmm. area. That's also complimentary. Um, tried out a couple couple uh, lunches. Actually, that was ended up being primarily our go to spot for lunch, just because it was not crowded for the most part, gotcha. um, and offered good food. And we could get um, my wife enjoys you know coffee, and I enjoy you know some like chai tea and stuff. And you could get good good options there. It, that was an upcharge. Um, we are diamond members with world. So they do, you do get four free drinks. So it's usually one of our free drinks throughout the day, but, um, I think they offer that there. Plus also at the, at the cafe promenade that you were talking about too. No, I know different cruise lines have different rules about kind of transiting the casino with, um, unvaccinated uh, as obviously your one and a half year old is. Um, so were you able to tell if there was any kind of smoke situation in or around the casino? So our dining, our main dining room assignment was actually on deck four, which is where the casino is. And I can safely say, whenever we walked out the elevator um, to to go to de- dinner, you could easily smell the smoke uh, mm-hmm. coming out of the casino. That was interesting. I, I, you know, a lot of the other ships I've been on, that's usually not the case. They're usually confined to the casino. Um, there was one time we were able to um, drop off our son. Uh, so several of the several of the royal ships have a nursery that you that is an upcharge. But you, they, they uh, will watch your kid. I think it's from six months to thirty-six months, and they charge uh, seven or eight dollars, if I recall, um, depending upon what time of day it is. Yeah. Um, and so we did that a couple times throughout the sailing. And one time we did, we're, we did that, and um, we're doing some things around the ship and passed through the casino, um, and it was definitely very, very smoky within the casino too. Gotcha, man. I didn't hear you mention Johnny Rocket. So you take a pass on that. Oh, you know, we, we stopped there a couple times for milkshakes. That was our biggest thing was uh, grabbing some milkshakes from Johnny Rockets. We love their their Oreo milkshakes. Absolutely. So let's talk about entertainment on this six-night cruise. What were your thoughts of it? And we'll start with the theater shows. And actually, uh, were there any reservations required for them? Yeah, there was definitely reservations. They, they stressed that uh, numerous times throughout the sailing. And even um, – so we – um, as a part of the being a, being a, in the suite, you also get access to the suite concierge 
Um, and he would actually call us daily and let us know what shows were still available for that day if we were interested. And, and a lot of times there were only a, one or two shows. So um, anything anything from the comedian, because uh, this class of ship actually has the uh, actual dedicated comedy theater, um, plus any of the theater shows, Aqua Theater, um, Ice Rink, any of those that like, you really needed a reservation, mm-hmm. um, especially because of the increased capacity uh they had shows that were specific to vaccinated and and then shows for everybody as well and they had different performance times throughout the entire sailing so it wasn't just one shot for each of the uh, groups which was nice um but yeah definitely reservations were required and were needed too how about the entertainment um around the ship like from any of the lounges or pubs or uh i forgot what that piano bar is called that everyone loves on the on the main promenade there uh so we 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 honestly didn't do much of much of those those uh, type of shows, um, mostly because my son. But we we did we did tackle some of those other sh- the, the bigger shows that you were talking about earlier, with like the Aqua Show. Um, you know, we uh, that, those actually the bigger shows. We that's when we utilize the nursery uh, for my son, so that way my wife and I could just go enjoy the show on our own. And so, as an example, uh, you know, we did the Aqua Show. That was really cool. Um, you know, it's about 40 to 45 minute show that they have. And like, so they had several performances of that one throughout, throughout the, throughout the, uh, cruise. I did hear that a couple of the shows were, uh, canceled due to the weather. Cause, yeah. uh, we had a few rainstorms, uh, you know, in transit between the ports and everything. Um, so that's one I would recommend trying to book, book earlier, especially in case you do get canceled out and that way you could still see it. Um, we also saw on the on our sailing they had uh, the Broadway show Mamma Mia, and that was about a two and a half hour uh, performance. So the whole normal play you'd see probably in New York, I would assume. Um, you know that was really really cool as well to see that. The precision in those Aqua shows, how it's a group, it's group collaboration, right? Because it takes the, not only the dancers, but also the captain, because he has to turn the ship in a certain direction um, with the winds in order for the Aqua show to happen or just call it all together. So I, I, didn't, I didn't realize it took so many moving parts for the Aqua show to happen. But I guess when you think about it in the winds and the rain in the Caribbean, it really does take a, a collaborative effort. It does. Yeah, no, it was, it was a really cool show. I mean, so a lot of people were, were relating it to some of the Cirque du Soleil water shows you see in like Las Vegas and so forth. And um, I, we've seen the ones in Vegas, and I'd say that you know, there's definitely some improvement to, to reach those levels, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah. Did you see the Cirque O? Yes, we have seen that. That was so cool, wasn't it? Oh, for sure. How that, that high dive pool would appear out of nowhere. They were dancing on, on – it looked like a regular stage, and then the lights would go off, and it's a high dive pool. People – Leaping all over the place. It was so wild out there. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. That one in La Rev, I think it is. And um, that both are, I think, are the two big water shows there in Vegas. And yeah, they're really, really cool. Now, your ship was sailing between 50 and 60% capacity, depending on who you asked. So how were the sea days as far as crowds and congestion? I would say, you know, there, there's definitely some some uh, very crowded spots um, right, right around the buffet in particular was one, you know, around the some of the pull decks. But usually you could still find a, a chair if you really wanted to. Uh, you know, there's there so many different pulls throughout that ship, uh, you know, from it. Plus, there's vaccinated versus unvaccinated pulls too, um, the solarium as well. Kids pulls um, all that stuff. Like, like I said, there's definitely crowds in some spots and, and not too bad in other ones. On this itinerary, you hit Cozumel, Honduras, and Costa Maya. So give us a highlight from each port, if you would. One thing to keep in mind right now is with the protocols, uh, if you're traveling with an unvaccinated kid, um, you have to do a rural Caribbean 
uh, sponsored excursion, at least when we were sailing at the end of, end of November. Um, so in Cozumel, uh, we went to a like a, a beach area, La Maria, I think it was what it was called. It was really nice, you know, as far as that, you know, they had a chair you could sit at, you know, included lunch, um, a, an umbrella, everything, you know, in about four hours, three to four hours at the beach, uh, which was wasn't was good for us, I guess, as mm-hmm. far as that's concerned. Yeah, uh, definitely the time did fly by. I think they said normally they do like a buffet for lunch, but because of uh, COVID protocols, you, they were doing like by menu, but it was all you could eat menu. Yeah, okay. so yeah, so that was pretty nice. Cause actually, all the ports you had to wear your mask, pretty anywhere around the port. Plus anywhere on transportation, and then typically whenever you got to the you know the, your your excursion, then a lot a lot of times it was only just if you could be socially distanced and you didn't really need to wear a mask gotcha. um, was kind of the general protocols at the time. And what'd you do in Honduras? And so in Honduras we went to Gumbalumba, the the monkey and and birds uh, park, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Uh, we you got my son got to hold basically hold a monkey. Uh, I think we got a nice picture of that. The one thing that we were kind of surprised about by the tour is we thought there was going to be more, I guess, free time to kind of roam around. But it was very, it was definitely a very guided tour. And I don't know if that's because of COVID protocols or not, but mm-hmm. um, it was about a two-hour guided tour through this through this park. And then you had about an hour to kind of do whatever you wanted after after that. Um, they had a beach that you could you could actually go and swim if you wanted to. And they also had zip lining as well that you could, you could do too. Um, but we mostly just kind of walked around a little bit as far as that's concerned, especially because then it started pouring that rain on us towards the end of that. Mm-hmm. So we were definitely anxious to kind of, at that point, get back to our ship. <laughs> sure. And then your final port was Costa Maya. What'd you do there? So Costa Maya, we never actually just staying on board. And um, the main reason behind that is there really weren't that many excursions that, they, that Royal Caribbean was offering. Um, we had one booked. And then about two weeks before our sailing, uh, we got an email that said that Royal Caribbean um, canceled this, the, that particular excursion due to operational issues, whatever whatever that means. And then, um, you know, so we looked at anything else that was available. And, you know, with a you know, 17-month-old, uh, nothing else really kind of struck our fancy as far as uh, that. So we just used it as a, another sea day as far as that's concerned um, and actually took advantage of um, the – uh, pool that's on board, the, the, the small kids pool they have on there. Uh, plus, we ended up doing a family uh, uh, photo shoot with one of the onboard photographers. That was pretty cool to oh, get to cool. do. So you make your way back to Port Everglades. How was debarkation? Debarkation is definitely a lot quicker than um, than getting on the ship. Uh, we we had a prearranged some transportation within the Fort Lauderdale area uh, since we kind of needed a car seat uh, with our, our little guy. And so uh, we had a specific time. And so we need to say we kind of were one of the last ones to be to, to get off the ship. Um, they started debarkation probably around 645 or 7 a.m. And we got off probably around 845, roughly. We were definitely one of the I think we were at the point where they said everyone, you know, all bag tags have been called. You know, please, please make your way to, the, to get off the ship and get, getting off was definitely not too bad. Probably the biggest thing was after we got our check bags uh, to get through um, passport control, I guess, where they have the facial recognition, everything, mm-hmm. um, you know, which was pretty nice. But it's the long, this is a long line to get through it. But I'd say that was probably 20 minutes at most, 15, 20 minutes from the time we left our stateroom to the time we um, were on the curb waiting for our transportation. So three ports, six days on a ship. He's a year and a half old. You think you have a future cruiser on your hands? 
I think we do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we already have we already have, already have two more cruises booked with him. Nice. Uh, one coming up in December, another one uh, next year. Uh, and so we'll we'll see. I, I think the big one will be next year when we have a an eight night sailing. So I, that'll be the <laughs> that'll be the real test on that one. Yeah, for sure. Any first time tips to offer someone considering sailing Allure of the Seas? I think it's a great ship. I mean, you can definitely usually get some really good deals, especially now that we're all starting to get, uh, um, you know, newer, bigger, badder ships, I guess you could say, with Odyssey and Wonder and, and so forth. Um, Allure is a great one. Right now it's in Florida. Uh, next year, I think it, actually in the next year, I think it moves on to Texas to start the Oasis class ships over there. I would highly recommend it. Looking back, what was the biggest highlight of this cruise? Just spending the family time. One of the biggest things we, we enjoy is is getting to just disconnect from society and, and from the world and, and get to enjoy it with our, with our new family, right? You know, with my wife and my son and, and get to spend time and create some really cool memories. I want to get your thoughts on something. If someone was hesitant to take a cruise right now, what would you tell them? I think it's very safe. I, I think cruising right now is probably one of the safest things you could do. I mean, everyone has to be vaccinated, um, you know, and if you're not, you have to go through multiple COVID tests. Um, everyone has to be COVID tests unless you're under, under two. I think most cruise lines right now is, is that is doing that. We saw numerous, we saw a lot of, um, cleaning going on, you know, constantly cleaning, you know, I, I, I think it's a really safe place. I mean, you do hear about these outbreaks. I'll put that in quotes, you know, cause that's what the media calls them. But I, I it's so small. I mean, sm- so small percentage wise, I, I, you know, we were anxious to get on a ship back in, you know, throughout throughout the pandemic, and unfortunately, kept getting canceled, canceled, canceled. And um, we're anxious. We're, we're anxious to get on board. And you know, we've got quite a few sailings we've already done and and, and already planned. So, highly recommend it. And uh, I think the only unfortunate thing that's kind of going on now is, you know, seeing the capacity go up. You know, and, and I miss the days when we when we cruise back in July and it was only like thirty percent. It's it's really cool, but. Um, it's great to see the industry picking back up again, though. I'm happy to see that. And um, it, it's a great way to vacation. Well, in closing here, bud, what's your final thoughts of Allure of the Seas? Uh, you know, we had a great time. Highly recommend it. We can't wait to to cruise again soon. All right. We've been talking with Kevin about his six-night cruise aboard Allure of the Seas out of Port Everglades to Cozumel, Honduras, and Costa Maya. Kevin, thanks again for coming on. Happy holidays, my friend. Sounds good, Doug. Have a happy holiday, too. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net.
I'm your announcer.